Welcome to RailPass. I'm your host, Sarah Hardy, Division Manager of Visitor Experience with the Southern California Railway Museum, located in Paris, California. Join me as we learn more about the Railway Museum and meet the people who volunteer, work, play, partner, and engage with our museum. All aboard for our next great adventure. Hello, and welcome back to RailPass. Today I have with me Alan Holliday, who serves as the museum's chief information officer, to talk a little bit about the information systems we have in place at the Southern California Railway Museum, how they were established, and how they're maintained. Alan, before we get started, do you want to give our listeners a brief introduction to yourself? Well, I'm a retired computer software engineer, spent most of my time uh, in the aerospace industry, uh, I've also done some teaching at Cal State Fullerton, graduate, uh, undergraduate and graduate level, in a number of different courses. All right. So I usually like to start off these conversations by talking about your volunteer journey. So how did you get started with volunteering at the Railway Museum? Well, I actually got started uh, in the signal department. My wife and I had been members for a few years, and it was some place that we'd come to a couple of times a year. And we get the Gazette, and the Gazette announced a, uh, a class in signals. And since my technical background, I actually started out as an electrical engineer. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I can, I can do that. So I spent uh, some time in the signal department. And then when you're out here, you tend to get tapped for volunteering for lots of other things. Yes. Started volunteering for Thomas, uh, doing security, because that was easy if I needed to get called away for signals, mm-hmm. et cetera, and as I just kind of evolved into that. So I've, I've worked Thomas for a number of, of years, and then in terms of moving into the information systems, um, there were a couple other people that were doing the work, and I was kind of helping. Who was doing the work before you? A fellow named Brian McLaughlin, another fellow named Tom Bessemer. Uh, neither one is with the museum anymore. Okay. So what keeps you volunteering? Some of the people that I, I, I work with, mm-hmm. you know, most of the people out here, uh, I really enjoy seeing. And uh, it's also something useful to do. I think a number of people, they look at the museum and they say, well, I can volunteer. I can run trains. Mm-hmm. That there are other activities out here that have nothing to do directly with trains. Yeah. Like information systems has nothing to do with trains mm-hmm. directly. And some of the other, you know, maintenance of the facilities around here. And so I kind of like supporting that. Uh, I'm an engineer. I like, uh, I get a satisfaction out of solving problems and putting in systems that will help people. There's always a problem to be solved here, too. Always a problem to be solved. For our listeners who maybe don't know, what does information systems cover? Okay, well, what we have, I mean, we have a few computers around including one that's at your desk mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and other places. Um, we have a, a network, uh, a combination of wired and wireless connections between buildings, and a number of the buildings have Wi-Fi in the building for people to use their you know, laptop or, or pad or, or whatever. Um, there are a few printers around. Um, and then uh, what's not hosted here... Uh, we have a website, um, and we also have, we get our email services actually through Google. Google has a nonprofit mm-hmm. um, account, and so that's what we use when you, uh, 
you send email to the museum, it goes to a, a Google account, which then people like you, Sarah, yeah. you know, and other people can log into and, and read their uh, museum email. And that's most of it. We have a connection. Our, our internet access um, comes from, uh, from Spectrum. Okay. Our telephone service comes from uh, Frontier, regular old phone lines that come in. Uh, we do use internet phones um, within the museum. So the same network that connects computers and printers uh, also connects the telephones. Okay. When you started volunteering and specifically started volunteering within this division, what was the state of the information systems when you came in? I would say that some of the PCs were uh, a little out of date. The software was a little out of date. They weren't up to the current version. The communications between the buildings was terrible, mm-hmm. uh, very unreliable. They'd have to restart equipment every week or so. What is, what's being communicated between the buildings? Like The computer in, in this building, which houses your office, um, eventually when you're surfing the web, the connection has to go, it goes over a wire up to the visitor center mm-hmm. and then connects eventually to our spectrum internet. So I'd say most of the traffic that goes here is surfing the web and did volunteers lay all that like wiring and framework uh well the wiring yeah that was done mm-hmm. uh that was mostly me and another fellow named warren buchanan who passed a couple of years ago okay he was retired from phone company and so um you look around and i, I see wire i can hardly look anywhere and not see something that he and i worked on yeah and so there's a lot of a lot of wire between buildings or for very long distances it's a point-to-point wireless okay goes all the way back out to barn seven there's wi-fi in, in our car barn seven that's crazy and so that was that was all done during your time as a volunteer establishing all of those connections yes do you get any outside help from people like spectrum or frontier or is it primarily all your responsibility help in which that we pay for yeah i guess (laughs) is it a choice to have volunteers do it to save the museum money versus having it's mostly to save money okay because we could we could pay for all this Mm-hmm. And my wife says I failed retirement three times now because it's like a <laughs> not quite a full time job. It yeah, it really is. But uh, all the stuff is available on the outside, but uh, we can do it. And for a lot of it, we have people. Uh, they're not just me, but other people with IT backgrounds or information systems backgrounds who have the necessary uh, knowledge. How many volunteers would you say you work closely with to keep all of this maintained? One, two, three or four. Okay. And they are pretty regular volunteers, or do they come in on an as-needed basis? Um, a couple of them are here quite regularly. Okay. Um, one of them, Chris Baldwin, uh, who does other things here at the museum, uh, he's here every every weekend. Mm-hmm. And, I and what enough... has he done for the information systems? Um. He has, uh, he took over the, um, the internet telephones. We're actually on our second generation of internet telephones. Okay. And so he has taken over that and taken over the management of that. Um, another little thing that the computer does is the entrance to the back of the museum for the staff and volunteers is uh, operated by an electric card. But we also have a, a way where um, up in the visitor center, that someone who wants to get in who doesn't have a card, like mm-hmm. a vendor, can call and say, open the gate for me, 
and then they can press a button <laughs> there and a message goes over our network back out to the... Yeah, and same thing in uh, Hank's office. There's a button to control the gate yeah, as well. Yeah, Hank, Hank, Hank can do that too. And um, one of the things, the, if the gate is operated by a card, there's a database, a little file in a computer, and, and Chris maintains that. Okay. Okay. I used to, and he took it over, and I was very happy when he did yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot of information to maintain, but I see that being very important to know who's coming in and when. And when, and uh, and we also have to authorize cards. Mm -hmm. Some people get cards where they can come in 24 hours. Others, it's daytime only. Yeah, and there's a lot of volunteers, so the cards to access are necessary. But yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. coming in and out. I used I used to keep track of how many times the gate was opened and closed. Yeah. And on the weekend, it was about 100, 120 times. That's impressive. And there were more people than that because sometimes if one person is going in and they, they're behind someone who's mm -hmm. already opened the gate, they just drive right in. Yeah, that's true. What are some projects that you have going on right now to help improve? Um, well, one of them is we have our, our internet. Um, actually doesn't come into the main property here it comes in about a mile uh, north is our 11th street crossing and that's where spectrum's drop is for us and then we have a little microwave system mm -hmm. that goes from there um, up near our alpine entrance very near the visitor center and then there's a cable that goes over there and uh, the equipment is um, subject to heat Yes, I can, <laughs> as is most things out here in the summer. Well, in fact, we had originally the equipment, we Spectrum's equipment was installed in a, a cabinet we provided for them up at 11th Street, and uh, it was not air-conditioned and not very well ventilated. And one no. summer, <laughs> in the space of two weeks, we ended up cooking both of their boxes. Oh, my gosh. So we have installed um, some, it's a radio cabinet. It's about two and a half feet square and about six feet tall, which is air-conditioned. Oh, nice. So we have that at 11th Street, and we're in the process of putting one uh, at, at the end at Alpine, at the, the southern end of the microwave. And uh, we've got the cabinet in place and wires to it, but not wired. There's a few things we have to do there. Okay. Are there any other projects that are going on? That's probably the major one. Um, there's another one I'm not... It, very low priority, but way out back, past our barn seven is an area where uh, volunteers who want to stay overnight can bring their trailers or RVs. Mm -hmm. A number of people use that. And we do have a Wi-Fi unit that serves that area, but it's not close enough. It's right on the edge of the car barn, but then there's a big open space before the, the first trailers. Okay. And so I want to move that. And how would, do you have to like install a pole or how would you? There actually is a pole very close to the, the trailer area. Okay. And so I would take the equipment and that's currently on the edge of the barn, move it to that pole. And then I would use a couple of these same point to point unit, wireless units that we use to connect several of the buildings and, uh, and make that hop from the edge of the barn to the utility pole. Is that going to be difficult to do, or you're going to be able to do it with the volunteers you have? Uh, be able to do it with the volunteers that we have. Um, it will require someone that uh, we do have a bucket truck that we use for uh, for highline work. Okay. And, and we have a couple of people who are qualified to use it, and so one of them. He's another one of the occasional people. Okay. That Who's helps that? me. 
Um, that would be John Stumreiter. Okay. And uh, so he he comes out. He also works in the water pool. But uh, for me, he'll he'll help me with certain. He he worked on that microwave uh, project that I mentioned between Eleventh Street and our Alpine Crossing. So uh, he was up he was up in the bucket truck, um, bolting stuff in place and running cables and plugging stuff in and lining things up <laughs> uh, at this end and then uh, at the other end also. If money and volunteer help wasn't a factor what is something that you would like to see happen at this museum to help improve that communication or that infrastructure i'm not sure that i have you know any specific big project where i where i see a big hole that we aren't filling Mm -hmm. we have our membership database has gone through an interesting evolution also okay uh which i know that you know but nobody listening to this (laughs) knows um it was on a database um, and then our database coordinator left suddenly. And so all we were left with was a spreadsheet that had been exported from that database. Mm-hmm. So we've been using that. And, uh, I've been looking at for some time, you know, getting a, a true database and there's another volunteer who could do that kind of work. But then recently, as you know, you're going to go to a, uh, a different system, a customer relationship management system that lets you track donors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a good thing because it'll make our payment process uh, much simpler. Yeah. So that is an exciting change. Um, I know one that we've both been working on to yeah. try to streamline and keep membership a little bit more safe and accessible than mm-hmm. just on a single Excel sheet. So, yeah, there's always something something happening information systems definitely is not something people would think about when thinking of trains like you said but it is a really important part of running a museum or running any business really this is a million dollar operation so yeah um yeah information systems all the computers and printers that people just assume are there but don't figure out how they get there right and how they get connected it's definitely not something i've thought about in any of my other positions until I came here and I think it's because this work is actively done by volunteers that you kind of get more insight into what's being done at what needs to be done I think it's definitely something I took for granted that oh all of this infrastructure is just here like yeah we just have magically Wi-Fi. appeared yeah <laughs> it's, it's just provided it's, but this when this museum started in the 50s and came here it, there was nothing very little i I think the original property was like 10 acres and one broken down farmhouse. And then they just gradually built all the buildings that you see. Yeah. And then including all the Wi-Fi and... All of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. From nothing, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's uh, pretty amazing what uh, all the volunteers, not just in my area, have done. Yeah. Uh, We have an electrical distribution system high voltage that was all done by yeah, all the overhead volunteers. wires. Yeah. All the overhead wires. That give electricity no everywhere. Feet. Yeah. But and run the streetcars. They run the streetcars. Yeah. But also just the electricity that comes into this mm-hmm. building to turn on these lights and it's true. It's it's pretty amazing to see what volunteers have been able to accomplish at, looking back on photos of where it started, where it is now and Museum has a a number of volunteers that have, you know, other backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. like mine. And um, 
people that have experience in maintaining diesel locomotives and uh, just other stuff that they that they bring here. How like and so you said you had like four volunteers that you work with. How did you come to make those connections with those volunteers? Because that's me working in visitor experience and I have held some volunteer orientations, it's definitely not a box people tick often because they don't think of that happening. So how do you make connections with these volunteers to help, you know, grow your division? Um, so if people will just see you doing something or looking at something and mm-hmm. then maybe it's like Chris, I think he just knew I was working on this and he just you know said, Oh, I could, I could help with that. This is what I could do or what are you doing? And asking me questions. Um, Actually, I was gone from the museum for uh, a couple of years. I came back in 2016, and that's when I took this job. And the the guy I mentioned, Warren Buchanan, the retired phone guy, uh, is the guy that got me to come back, and he actually knew something about my background. Mm -hmm. And so that's what really pulled me back in here. Okay. That uh, he had known my background, and his background was similar, not computers, but telephones or communications. So he knows a lot about running wires. Yeah, <laughs> which you need to know. And some of the other people, it's just someone will, when they volunteer, say, oh, I've got some, you know, internet experience, IT experience or whatever, and say, oh, yeah, I can use you for this or that. Mm-hmm. So if any of our listeners are interested in getting involved and helping out in this way, how would they go about doing that? Well, uh, probably the easiest thing would be, would be to probably call the museum mm-hmm. or email the museum, info at SoCalRailway.org, and they can forward me to me. Uh, that would probably be the easiest way, okay. info at SoCalRailway.org, and just say so I'm interested in you know volunteering for IT, a little brief summary of, you know, I know how to work on PCs, or I know about networking or i know about websites or are there special skills you're looking for or will you take somebody that doesn't really have that background but wants to learn uh i would take someone that wants to learn and sometimes there are projects like one of the one of the fellows that works with me is working with me um on that alpine work that i was mentioning Mm -hmm. um he he doesn't really have any kind of computer background sometimes it's just a matter of people that can help you you know, run wires or mount equipment or stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't taught him yet, but I could teach him how to put connectors on the end of cables. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what it is. It's putting the equipment in and plugging it in and connecting it. If it's a matter of managing it and configuring it, then that's that's more specialized. Yeah, that's something I would use Chris Chris Baldwin for. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of help needed to. Yeah, I can use and... I can use interested people. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today about this part of the museum that I don't think many people think about. So it's good to give insight to our listeners. And as with so many volunteers here, I know you're involved in other projects and aspects of the museum. So if you're interested, I'd love to have you back to talk about something else. Well, I suppose I could. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I want to have more to say about the operations building, but... Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Alan. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me today. As you disembark, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. 
And visit SoCalRailway.org to view past episodes, photo, video, and bonus material. And also let us know what you would like to hear, who you'd like to meet, and what we can do for the next Rail Pass episodes.